0: Hello, guys. Hello, welcome back. So, I normally start these podcasts off with a catch up of the week to so hopefully let you reflect on the week. Short and sweet, mine's been great working, got a lot of paperwork done, saw some mates, had fun, and that's it. Relaxed, chilled, watched some Formula One. Been fucking great. So, all all, a good week. All in all, a good week. I want to jump straight into the segment I uh, started on last time with insecurities and insecurities, I, uh, they're often like, insecure ergo your confidence in a certain area, subject or regarding certain thing is not up to par with what you want it to be or what you see other people around you have, so how can you actually be more confident? Well, start seeing it, envision it as if you were wanting to run a 5k, a 10k, if you wanted to lift uh, a bench press like 100 kgs or if you wanted to write 100 pages in a book, whatever it may be. But before you can get to that goal, before you have to write the 100 pages, you need to write lines on a page. Maybe just two lines, but 100 pages are just two lines. Done over and over and over and over and over again. So many times that it creates 100 pages. Lifting. Bench pressing. Maybe you can just bench to press the bar. Which is 20 kgs. You start there. You slowly add on more until you get to the 100 kgs. Running. Same principle. Start with walking a little bit. Then some jogs here and there. And then slowly you're starting running. And you build up. That's the fucking same. With Confidence. So you're insecure about public speaking, you're insecure about asking girls out, you're insecure about starting new sports, well, what's the first step you can do that's pushing your limits a little bit, but not to the point of freezing you in that insecurity. Maybe it's with the girl example, if you just want to ask a girl out, just say hi to her, or just wave, or nod, or whatever. You can do that several times. Then you go to the next step of saying hi. You do that sometimes. And then you go to the next step and you start talking a little bit. That's hi. are the training or how should they or where, where did you buy those fucking shoes? Or I don't give a fuck about what you say. But you start building that confidence slowly up. And you go into the action, not with the intent of getting it in gold, but just End goal is just doing the action. That's it. Same. With everything. So for me. One of my insecurities. I've always been like. Well past. About high school. I would say. I was into running. It was. It was a long distance running. Marathons and stuff. That's a solo sport. I was into lifting. That's a solo sport. Like. That's. Solo sports, all over. There's there's no team in that sport. Well, in the general sports, obviously. Of course, you have some teams around you that may be helping you optimize certain things, but it's on you everything. So, I've all, I've I've talked about it in a podcast like a month or two ago or something, but I want to go into team sports again to get into competing but i want it to be something that i don't need to change my whole daily routine and training to fit into it because i love that part of my life and i want to keep it so i've been interested in stunting uh, for a long time so i actually when i spoke about an earlier podcast wrote to this corporation or to this uh, team rather and um uh, they replied back that the season was just ending and it's starting up in August again. If I want to join, I can. So, I I did it. I signed up and I'm going next week for my first time. There's going to be people there because it's level in different gradings. So there's going to be like the... I'm not going to be on the team with... Well, with people who have competed in the sport for several years. And I'm going to be in the newbie. Complete newbie region. But there's still going to be people there who knows. Things have done other like minded activities before, and from early or have done them in a long time, and just getting back to it. So, I'm gonna be a complete newbie in there, but I'm also quite old, I'm 29. Well, I'm well, not old in general, but for the sport because that team goes from 16 and up, so it's just a beginner, beginning team from 16 and up. So, there's people that are 30s also in the team. So I'm um, I am i i insecure about first of all starting a, a team sport, but I know I need to push that. I want to do it. I want to be able to compete um, with a team, not just solo. I want to experience that atmosphere and challenging ourselves and reaching new highs and places and fighting for championships and stuff with them. Of course, if I like the sport, uh, now right now it's just a gesticulation that I liked it from what I've read and what I've seen, Uh, and from way, 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 way back when I did some gymnastics, we're talking 20 years ago plus, so, but that's not the point, the point is, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, am I kind of excited, slash nervous, what you would say, I don't like to use the word nervous, Uh, I like to use the word excited, because it is an excitement for me. I push myself I push my boundaries I'm evolving and, and I'm doing something that I love to hopefully would love to do with the team but I had to make sure of course when I wrote down my insecurities so to speak they got the better of me somewhat so I, I wrote back just to make sure like are there anybody my age because I I would feel weird if I am ca- gonna be training with 16 year olds like it's fine if there's just a mix of all the different ages, as it's just a introduction kind of level. And when it gets further, you match up with somebody more of your level and style. And, but if I was just a, a single male, uh, 29 years old, being around boys and girls like 16, 17, that would be, I would just be too big of a mismatch. So I thought in my head, oh, I have to make sure that there's somebody my age there, because if it's not, then I'm not going to go. Again, what, what does it matter? What, what, what does it really matter? It's just my insecurity speaking for me. Like, oh, well, if this thing isn't like I thought it was, then I better not do it. Finding an excuse to get out of it. That got better of me. I had to write down and Luckily, they they wrote back to me saying, oh, there's a lot of different ages there's gonna be people in your age as well uh, so whatever that, that that got me to continue being signed up so to speak for this but that was like a, a weak moment of mine another thing oh but what, what if i can't park my car there or oh, this bad train uh, connection i had to go by car otherwise i i'm gonna be home way too late at night for work next morning and it's gonna again Another excuse I was trying to find, but I'm happy I didn't fall back on it or that the the I don't know what the you recall it, but that the coincidence is that they wrote back an answer I would want to hear that didn't make me like act on my insecurity of starting this so what do I want to do with this insecurity segment? I'll say, push yourself just. Write something down that you want to do, a big end goal, or a small end goal, it doesn't matter, but if you're scared of doing it, then okay, figure out why you're scared, what can be the worst thing that happens, figure that out, write that down, what's the likelihood of that happening, figure that out, or like, being scaling of 1 to 10, this is kind of like a Tim Ferriss uh, fear setting, kind of uh, where I get this from. Do that first and then think, okay, now I know the risks. Um then what if you don't do it? If you don't act on the thing you want to do, where would you be? Would you still be in the same place? Hint the answer is yes. Would you still be miserable? And or wanting to be doing the thing you're scared of doing? Yes, you would. So then figure out, okay what is a just a small step that i can take towards getting to that goal divide that big goal up in smaller goals start doing them and just know that when you start doing it you're going to feel like it's wrong uh, you're going to feel or nervous or excited um you're going to be having insecurities uh, thoughts of now well well if this isn't the case i'm just going not going to do it because whatever reason, your mind makes up. That's going to happen. That's part of the process. Just know that's part of the process for everybody, no matter who you are. So, what can you do? Well, you can say, I'm just going to do this, this once, and then I'm not going to do it anymore because it doesn't make sense, because X, Y, and C or whatever. But if you just give yourself that... um such a uh, way out, but after you've done it first, then you give yourself more of an ease, then you know, well, after I've done this small mini step, I'm not going to do it anymore, but most likely, what will happen is, you do the small step, all the emotions or the excitement, nervousness or whatever, fares up and starts to go down, you're thinking, that wasn't that bad, wait, oh okay, I can maybe do it one. I can do it again. If your insecurities take us over once again, the next time you say, okay, this time for real, if I just have to do this once more, and I'll stop. Because it's small mind games with yourself. Again, you would do it, you'll think, nah, this is maybe okay. And you do it once again, and slowly you do your negotiation with yourself, but in insecurities, you will stop. Then you know it's time to go on to the next level. So. That's uh, that's what I have. I, I'm doing it myself with this cheerleading uh, slash stunting thing. And hey, we'll see. I don't. I need to figure out if I would like to do it, if it's interesting for me. If it's a good team sport. There's some great people there. And we'll see. Am I am I excited less nervous for it? Yes. I am, but I've committed to it. I'm going to go. So, again, just a little growth mindset from me to you. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's the first segment I want to do in this podcast. The next segment I want to do uh, a little bit of a talk about is, well, the what I would call um, the week's teachings or what are the things or the thing that's come up to my mind in this week that I learned something from. Again, a reflective exercise. I'm a quite a reflect- reflective person in that sense, so you'll see this coming through. But, again, I like to do that as uh, an exercise for myself, so why not bring it on board here? Maybe it could help you, give you some ideas. Um, but... The week's teachings. So, what have I learned? I know it may sound strange, and I've learned this over and over again, but it just solidifies itself. Is that normally when we are like children, starting in primary school and upwards, we're like together with our mates, we're connecting in a different way. It's just like, oh, you have the same color shoes. Nice, we're mates. Or, Hey, that lunchbox is the same as mine, cool, we're mates, whatever. Oh, you're also out here in the sand playing, now we're mates, that's it. And when we go off and become older, we start to get more personality, interest and whatever. So we start to change the way we're bonding, and again, that's fine. But with that also, we have we have our we get our uh, depending on your age, is this high school or university or whatever, you have like a group of friends, mates there that you're you see more often. That's more of like your core, so to speak. And that core well when you when you saw when you were together back in the days. You were together like a whole day, or you slept over at each other's houses for the for the weekend just to have as much time together and just fuck around, you know as you get older that's not that's simply not the case. It happens quite rarely, and that's okay. What I've learned is, and this week's teaching me is if I'm together with a mate for two hours. Four hours. Or whatever. That's enough. Because we can. We, we, I see them. More than I would if we weren't see each other. We also have our lives. We each need to take care of. There's a lot of things. That needs to be done. We just can't. Take a whole day. A whole weekend off. Every time we see each other. Or every weekend. Because there's work. There's a lot of adult things like buying houses and moving uh, your furniture, buying new furniture, repairing stuff in the house or the apartment, having to go for birthdays or funerals or weddings or the child is, is sick so you have to watch them or there's problems in the, in the school or kindergarten so you have to figure out what is wrong or you might have some problems with your health that you're taken care of as well or Whatever it may be, we just need to learn to appreciate the time we have with our mates, even if it's just an hour or two, because that'll that'll give you energy if you're with the mates, good mates, that'll give you energy, and that will be a positive, very positive thing from your week as i'm doing I'm doing the catch up every. Episodes. This has been quite quick and done for because I wanted to get into the insecurity segment. But I do the I do journaling, a specific kind of journaling, to focus on what are the things that are bringing me joy and making my day better, and what's making my day and week worse. And I'm doing that. And I talked about that in the last uh, podcast. And I'm doing that, I know every time I'm seeing mates. If it's one hour or if it's six hours, that's always a positive. There's always something that brings up my joy for the day and the week. So don't feel like you have to spend the whole day together. It's fine if you're like, okay, I really want to see you, but I have a lot of other things I need to take care of. What about we just get a workout in together or go for a walk or get something to eat and then we have to dip again because there's other things going on. If it's a real mate. Everybody would understand that. Anybody would understand that. And that's a good way of. Keeping in contact with people. Because that small hour. Or five or how many hours that is. But that small amount of time. Of just an hour. That will. That will keep your. Friendship. Up to date so to speak. It will. Give. You are a pleasure of uh, a pleasure. That oh, I've seen my mates; they're doing good. Or by wait, I talked to them and I actually found out that they want to do this concert. I also want to do it, and we're going together now. And oh, I didn't thought I was going to go because I didn't know that they also would want to go or give you a new open new doors opportunities. And it's just we have to adjust from the young people we were to now the last many years seeing people once a month or every three months uh, some for 6-8 hours some for a couple of hours only have to adjust because a friendship and the thing you get out of it isn't the amount of time, it's the quality you are together so again, quality over quantity here so that's just something I've taught because I've just seen a mate of mine who he's taken a new step in his uh, life so he's he's gonna move soon Uh, I actually just moved back not long ago and now he's moving out so now it's my turn to be on the other side of him moving away and not me it's always been me who's been moving around but I can't fucking wait for him to move out and get the next chapter in life but he's been my childhood mate like we've known each other we're like family but not blood, blood related but family still and I can't wait but I know that at least during the, a minimum amount of the next two years we're going to see each other a bit less so what have we done we have we have uh, had an appointment uh, well, like appointments is really a very strong word but we want to see each other maybe just for a, a gym session or just eating together Um, but we want to do that at least once a month. At least. Happy if we could do it more. But that's the thing we've said to each other. We've set that goal or that expectation. Because we know that everyday life catches you off guard. And then suddenly it's been going like four months. And you haven't seen your mason however long. And you actually feel sad about it. You don't know what's going on in their life. You don't know what's happening. If they're doing well. or So just don't be sad or or feel sad that it's only going to be called a couple of hours you maybe see your mates that's enough because it will it will keep your friendship going and it will give a lot a lot of good energy to you both and you would never regret doing it never regret coming seeing a mate for a couple of hours and then going back so that's what I've been taught this week, because um, I've done it with some of my mates and I, again, might be quite similar, but I would just let it out to you guys as well, so that you know what I've been taught this week. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's it for this segment. And lastly, I would just uh a, a quick talk uh, about the... The end of the podcast here is a uh, Formula One. I've just watched, well, yesterday, we watched the, the practices and the, and the quality, and it's actually interesting. We might, again, I don't think we'll see a Stappen who's getting beat, um, but there's a chance both the Ferraris have been looking quite great, and actually, Albon and Williams has also been looking really strong, like on the straights. The straight line speed that Williams has, like I don't know, if he gets a good start, he that, that that might be hard to overtake if he keeps on the DRS in the front of him. But see, I see, I'm feeling it may a good race, and i and I I want to say that I've been talking about Formula One here and there during my whole podcasting segments on and off. But even though Verstappen is so far ahead. Like, yeah, we've seen that with, with Vettel. We've seen that with uh, uh, Lewis Hamilton as the newer age and a lot of others before that as well. Don't have to mention all of them, but because the point is we've seen that, but actually the the fight with without Verstappen in it is quite interesting because McLaren has, like, what an amazing job they've done bringing their car up to a point of actually being really competitive. It's that's amazing. That's that's big props to those guys man. That's crazy. So now they're in the fight. The Ferraris have been slacking off though. Again, it's their home track. So of course they they have the special package, low downforce and everything to go around and compete in the circuit. But maybe they're fire then they need to Able to be, be a little bit more competitive, is there? I don't, I don't think it is. But Mercedes is also at the point of can't can compete, can contesting. They're not going to reach, uh, they're not, they're not going to reach Red Bull at all. But they're also starting to show signs, as well as Williams. Well, most uh, Albon, but again Sargent, Yeah, he's pushing it. He needs to learn Formula One, in the car, and everything. I, I I actually feel okay with that, dude, as well. And Williams, I like that they're pushing and they're supporting their driver, as they said. For example, when he drove off during practice and all that, is they're saying like, well, actually, it wasn't his fault because this and this happened. I like it. I like the backups there and that they trust him. I think that's really good to have that supportive atmosphere. So I really like it. So I like what Williams are doing. So they're getting in the fight as well. To have a Mercedes, McLaren, uh, Albon when Williams. And in there, you might throw uh, again the the Ferrari and Alonso from Aston Martin. That's that's quite an interesting fight going on there. I a really 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 interesting fight going on because you will also see again the thing they're doing now. That it's also going to be somewhat. Helping the development. And the new car. That they're like. We know they're doing already. But they're getting more data. More data. <laughs> from. Uh, from the cars now. From what's working. What's not working. And that will help build a better car for next year. So it's not wasted time. In that sense. And I feel like. We see the signs of. Being more competitive. Or in the whole field. That's a good sign for next year hopefully. That there will be. A. A. Uh, a closer battle for the first and driver's championship and all that. But I just like to say that I find it amazing that the fight is getting closer in the top middle field. And I also like to say that it's also still enjoyable to see Verstappen just fucking crushing it. Like we have to say, like that those are the moments you know. It is like a world champion is striving there. Unbelievably good driver. You have to appreciate those moments, even though it might be boring because it's the first place that's not going to be really any fight up over it, but that's been Formula 1 for years, decades, that's how it's been going. But we're getting so many overtakes, getting very close fights, all the rest of the field, so in general I'm very positive about what's going on in Formula 1 right now. I really love it, I think it's great. I can't wait to see what the, today is going gonna, gonna to end up being like for the teams. If uh, Ferrari can actually clutch it out and get a podium off Verstappen or if Verstappen can get the 10th consecutive win in a row and actually secure a, a new record. And, uh, of course, I want to see where Hamilton is. I, uh, I don't think he's going to be able to overtake the Williams. Uh, there has to be like a mistake from album something because that straight line speed is so good um, i hope it's i hope i'm wrong uh, but we'll see but yeah that's what i wanted to end off with i just can't wait to see the Formula one season i would say that in general it's actually quite good i really enjoy it so i look forward to more of it and that's what i'm going to do today now i'm going to go publish this podcast i'm going to go train and do some grocery shopping and then come back Relax, watch Formula 1, enjoy the rest of the Sunday. So, again, thank you guys for watching, thank you very much, or for watching, for listening, I should say, thank you for listening, I hope you all had a great weekend, and uh, here's to uh, another great week up ahead, peace.